Hello, everybody, to another episode of the Chat Footy Podcast. I'm your host, Chris, my co-host, and very good friend, he's Dave. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Chat Footy. We're covering day 10, and we'll talk about some of the other stuff from day 9 as well. But, Chris, what I really want to talk to you about is England v Wales. So it looked, from the scoreline, it looked pretty comfortable in the end. What did you reckon to the whole match? I thought the first half was terrible. I thought it was... Uh, it reminded me, we were all talking in our WhatsApp group, you and Ben, of, of a friendly, a standard England friendly, one of them crap friendlies yeah. you get two weeks into the premiership. I mentioned it on the last episode. And it was just... It felt as if Southgate was like, well, we're definitely going to win this, so we don't really have to try because technically... Mm we have a better team and they might catch us on the break but other than that I think we got it and that's just felt like that I've Foden played without a doubt mm, he's such yeah. a better player and I thought Saka has been pretty poor this World Cup so far he may come good but I've not I mean our first game he, he scored a couple goals. of goals yeah yeah but <laughs> I thought the second sorry yes you're right the second goal the second game I didn't think he had a good game Yeah, and he wasn't the only one there was a few who looked out of place there uh, this seemed like a bit more of a dynamic team it's in the second half but the first half was fucking rubbish I just didn't think we were going to get any I was going to be a nil-nil special but it did come good in the second half yeah now I have to say when the team sheet came out the thing that really fucked me off was sticking Kyle Walker in there I'm like are you fucking kidding me the guy's not played for two months you've got Alexander Arnold there I was just like, oh, fuck off with your fucking favourites. Um, and I don't think Walker did anything wrong, but, you know, he certainly didn't add to it. And that first half was dull as dishwater. And I'm still massively unconvinced by Southgate. I, I just think, so the first goal by Rashford, okay, you can say, well, I guess Southgate contributed to that because he had him in the team. But there's fuck all that Southgate's done to, you know, make sure that Rashford can take a free kick like that. And I thought it was poor goalkeeping as well, by by the yeah. way. Yeah. So, I just like, we offered nothing until that first goal. And then goals do change games, don't they? So then Wales had to come out a bit more, you know, they should be really disappointed with that second goal. And, you know... <laughs> Fair play to Harry Kane for setting up the assist, but you know he scored three goals in the game again, and Kane is not on the score sheet. <laughs> it's a bit mad, isn't it, when you think about it? But because he, he seems to be the the one player in particular out of everyone, he's always the first name on the team sheet. But uh, as long as he keeps laying them up and someone else scores, it doesn't really matter. I just think it's a bit of an oddity. So yeah, I, I think the the second half we looked better. But I think, you know, typical reaction from the English media, uh, you know, going a bit overboard there. And I tell you what, Chris, this morning I was watching the BBC News and I found the journalists so fucking condescending to Wales. And they were interviewing these Welsh fans and they're almost like, oh, but isn't it good that you made it here? You know, you didn't you do well? You know, just to be here. Fuck off, you condescending twat. No wonder everyone fucking hates England, because the way the fucking journalists are is ridiculous. Wales played shit, and they really have to take a look at themselves. They got here because they deserve to be here. They shouldn't be just fucking happy to turn up. So, yeah, they, they didn't have a good tournament. 
that doesn't mean we just fucking pat them on the head and say, oh, well done for competing. You know, there's your fucking comp- comp- <laughs> competition, uh, you know, taking part badge. So, yeah, I just, I don't know why, Chris, it just really wound me up the way, like, the English journalist who's interviewing the fans, it, it just came across, like, so fucking superior and smug. Yeah, you know what, though? It's funny because the commentator, I don't know who the commentator was, but he was speaking some proper shit. Like, some of his, his, his dialogue and that, I was like, oh, my God, this guy is awful. And, you know, it wasn't I, Janus, was it? Jermaine no, Janus? Oh, John Janus is great. Anyway, <laughs> he was the, terrible. He was the Welsh guy, wasn't there, who was commentating. I can't who the Welsh guy was, but he, Janus was the English one. Yeah, but, yeah. But, but the actual proper commentator was terrible. Some hmm. of the stuff he was saying, I was like... Oh my god, this is the worst thing I've ever heard. I thought it was porn. He really took me out of it. I never say anything about the commentators, but it was terrible. And I think, I think with, with the game itself, Wales just looked like they were lower. Like a Premiership team had come up against like a Championship or a League Two yeah. team. Once Bale went off, and Bale was doing nothing. Yeah. Ramsey was poor. I yeah. mean, Joe Allen's not the player he was anyway. You know what I mean? So he first game he played, I just. And the keeper, both two of the three goals were the keeper's fault. They were terrible. Yeah. That Rashford second one was terrible. You know, a really poor goal. I mean, the keeper is a Liverpool reject. You know, he played a, a few friendlies. I don't know how we got the money we got for him. <laughs> it's ridiculous. We got like 12 million for him or something. Nico Williams, I mean, he had to go off. It's unfortunate for him. He's done all right for not- Nottingham Forest, but, you know, also a Liverpool reject. Joe Allen, you know, he did well for a little spell there, you know, apparently according to Brendan Rodgers, who's a fucking Muppet, um, according to him, he was like the Welsh Zavi. <laughs> it's like <laughs> a fucking ridiculous assessment, but how the fuck he's still getting in the squad is beyond me, and you know, Bale, I, I feel like his whole career is just a bit unsatisfied I, I feel like you know he's just coasting at Madrid and now he's gone to the US hasn't he and it's like you're clearly not even playing real competitive football at that high standard because he did fuck all and so yeah I, he says he wants to play on and to be fair it doesn't look like there's anyone really knocking on the door to push him out the team but I don't know I like I say, I think it's back to the drawing board with Wales. I, I think they have to shift out a lot of those players. One of the lads, Johnny Williams, you know, he was always knocking around, being loaned out here, there and everywhere. Quite often, you know, from uh, Crystal Palace to Ipswich. Good mate of mine is a big Ipswich fan, so he used, he used to always go on about Johnny Williams. I thought he fucking retired. No, no, he's still in the squad. <laughs> so they they looked in that second half so outclassed but again I just I feel like 3-0 is kind of given how Wales played it's kind of the bare minimum that I expect to be honest with the amount of attacking talent but he still plays Rice, Bellingham and Henderson in the middle it's like you don't really need three kind of you know defensive midfielders you you'd need two I'm not even sure they needed that to be honest and you've got a lot of that attacking talent just going to waste so Chris there is no one none of the top teams France Spain certainly Brazil no one is looking at that game saying don't fancy England and I tell you what 
I think Senegal are going to run us pretty close. We're, we're lucky Mane's out, but they've still got a solid side. It's going to be a tough game there. Yeah, I think so. I think I think they'll give us a good. Uh, they need what they need really. England is they need a bit of desperation because it looks like we're coasting, and then once we get against a fucking proper team, we're going to get absolutely dicks. I think Dave. What's Mbappe? Which I think haven't we got France in the next round if we beat Senegal? Potentially France go through. I'm sure it's France we play next. So right. Once Maguire's got people running at him, Dave, fucking hell. They, they, they call him and Lindelof the Chuckle Brothers for a reason. You know? And he's called Barry Maguire on the alternate United comms Twitter thing, which is brilliant. Yeah. just takes the piss out of us. He's played well. He has played well, but he's not faced a lot of pace, and that's no. why he struggles. So let's see. And that's if we get past Senegal. I'm not putting him off at all. I just mm. think... It just feels so fucking samey, Dave. It's the same mm. stuff. We start to believe going, oh, hang on a minute. They've got a chance. And then as soon as they get beat, you're like, well, I'm, when I knew it was Liverpool, I'm like, well, United are always my first team anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. So <laughs> let's see. Let's see where we go. But yeah, it's, it was an interesting game. And it just there was no atmosphere. That was the thing. There was no atmosphere mm. in the ground either. You could hear the players. I mean, what fucking Jermaine Genesee He went, well, Henderson, that's why he's in the team. He's always talking. Because yeah, you can hear him. Arg- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's, and that's not Fucking, my United bias. There, then. Yeah. And that's not my United bias. But I was thinking, no matter how I've, I thought Henderson played all right, I'm thinking, why? <laughs> what reasoning he is that? He comes out with some shit, though. I mean, one of the things you say about the commentary and that, one of the things that irks me is if an England player dives... And Jenis did it. He said, oh, Harry Kane, he's been clever there. Because he's just invited the foul to what he dived then. No, 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 he's just been clever. If fucking Mo Salah does it or someone, or, or someone foreign, then it's like, oh, these fucking foreigners bringing cheating into the game. <laughs> fucking diving <laughs> bastards. Every fucking time, it, it's bizarre, and it just pisses me off. But... um yeah, I mean, let's see, let's see. I just wish Southgate would almost let the handbrake off. We're so conservative in the way that we play, but you look across that back four, it's not a convincing back four by any stretch. It's not just Maguire, I'm not convinced by Stones. I think he's dropped right off the last few years. Kyle Walker, yep, he's fast. Whoop de do, uh, you know he worked. That works well in the city side where you have ninety percent fucking possession, or maybe seventy percent possession. But you know what I mean, where, where you've got most of the ball. So I'm just not convinced by the back four or Pickford. So that, that's why I think I again with Mane out, I'm not sure Senegal will quite have enough to do us. It's getting to that top tier of teams you know even Germany who haven't looked really that convincing and don't even have a fucking striker um, you know I think they would give us a, a, a closer run than we've had so far yeah I think so I, th- I agree Dave and, and you know you look at like the other game in the group as well you know mm. that was quite tight at the end but the USA I think they've looked quite strong to be honest haven't they they've not been beaten yes they've had two draws now in their their group but they did win mostly for five points but they've got Holland now I watched the Holland game and Qatar were terrible I mean that Gapka scored again mm. United are supposed to be after not just United I think there's a few teams after him however 
Holland look okay, but it just reminds me of the Van Gaal. So, so I think USA yeah. could go through there, you know. Van Gaal's team, are very stagnant. There was a, not a lot with Holland. I mean, fucking Daley Blind's playing, right? And then he's a good player at United. We sold him too soon. But Danny Blind, his dad, he sat next to Van Gaal on the bench. And I'm like, well, we know how he's playing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they, they haven't looked that convincing, have they? I, no. I don't think. I, no. You look at the players that they've got. And, you know, Gapka, I think, would be the perfect United sign-in. Not because I think he'll transform them. It's just he's playing well recently, so he'll have a massive fucking premium on his head. Uh, and United <laughs> we'll look pay to it. overpay. <laughs> <laughs> Even I'm agreeing with that. I agree. <laughs> it's like Harry Maguire's had a good tournament. Fucking 90 million. Yeah, 90 Sold. million. <laughs> what, a, what a return that's been, Dave, anyway. <laughs> but yeah, I, I said to, when we were speaking to Seth, I, I said that, you know, for me at least, that... You look at that US side, it's full of running, full of energy. There's all these young players, and they're a bit of a wild card. They're like, no one quite knows what to expect from them. And I agree, I think they've got a good chance of just surprising the, the Netherlands there. I think, you know, if they go in with the wrong attitude, if they go in thinking, yeah, we've got this, and we don't have to run around and try that hard, I, I think they might come a cropper. Yeah, I think so, Dave. I mean, anything else? What did you think of some of the other games well, since the last talk, Dave? Because I know yeah, France so, looked pretty good. Yeah, I mean, uh, the thing is with France, I mean, they just look like they, they're they not really out of third gear. You know, and then fucking Mbappe. I mean, uh, I don't like his attitude. I, I think he's right up his own arse. You know, he's, he's classic kind of Ronaldo to draw that parallel. But... Um, you know, it just when he puts the fucking sprint on, you're just like, oh, come on, that's unfair. <laughs> it's like he's got the cheat code or something because everyone else looks so slow. But I tell you what, I want to ask you, Chris, is what do you think about Portugal trying to take the goal off Fernandez to give it to uh, Ronaldo? Like even the Portuguese FA. Are trying to take you know the goal off Fernandez and to give it to Ronaldo. It's like, hang about. How does Fernandez feel about this? Well, you know what, Dave. It's funny because when it obviously I know there's a bit of bitterness for me because of what's happened with Ronaldo and he's, he's, the way he's done it. It's just a disgrace. Despite I love the fans, no, he doesn't. Yeah. Uh, fucking bullshit <laughs> especially as reading the stuff today that he's definitely off to Saudi for like 300 million dollars or whatever it's ridiculous isn't it nonsense nonsense what a way to end your career what a dick you know what I mean but anyway he may not go there but let's you know let's <laughs> so, see so, so just pause you for that though. this is almost like the George Best thing isn't it like oh where did you waste your, your time sort of thing yes he's going to drop down from that elite level but he's going to be surrounded by fucking gold and cash. So yeah. It's like, okay. Excuse me, dog. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's not going to, like, play. None of the elite teams will want him, I don't think. So he's going to go to Saudi and get paid a fuckload of money. So, you know, I don't like him personally, but I can't really argue with what he's done there. <laughs> you know what? I'll shut up. I think you're right. That's <laughs> <laughs> Let's just earn more money. But anyway, I, I think when I watched it, I genuinely, genuinely was like, he's not touched that. And I was like, hang on, let me see it from another angle. And it wasn't just to discredit him because the reason he wanted the goal, and he might not score another one, is he, it, it equals Eusebio's record in the World Cup for right. Portugal. That's why they, they, they're thinking it. So when it 
must admit, when he first went in, I'll take a little bit back at so When he first went in, I thought he touched it because we'd seen a goal in the Ghana and Korea game where it basically come over. Dion Dublin was commentating and Channel listens to Dion Dublin say the Korean and Ghanaian players was unbelievable, Dave. He was like dead slow and behind because obviously difficult to pronounce and he was chatting. But he did, the goal went in for one of the Ghana plays. It whipped in. He, he nodded he literally took a glance and it's one of the ones where the keeper's looking at the player mm. but the ball doesn't move and it goes in the bottom corner I don't know if you yeah. saw it but yeah, yeah. Dion Dublin said we call it an eyebrow skim or something like that and I'm like I've never heard that saying in my life Dion but we'll go with it and that's what I thought in the next game was the Ronaldo one and at first I thought oh he must have touched it then when I saw the replays like he hasn't touched it then mm. I saw another replay I'm like he's fucking took it and Ronaldo's there arms in the air like he's won the World Cup yeah. fucking muscles flexing everything I'm like I'm certain he hasn't took it and then we found, I saw your tweet actually it was very good that Adidas have now got technology and it, like cricket when the ball hits yep. the pad or the stump or the or the bat you've got that little line of like when we're doing a podcast you like get the, the sound, the sound wave it? don't yep. you and there isn't one and Ronaldo is championing him at the end of the game having a go at the ref saying it was my goal it's like you've just yep. won in the World Cup that's all you should be bothered about and that is the epitome of Ronaldo for me it's just like what a self-centred bellend just take the win you'll score again hopefully that's it it's sort of a team game but not really yes (laughs) you know it's all about the personal glory and I still think fuck the Portuguese FA you're talking about you know, you want him to have that goal so it can equal Eusebio's record. Eusebio, one of the greatest fucking players who's ever graced the planet. You know, again, it's it's sort of it's showing favoritism over Ronaldo, over like your current crop, i.e., Bruno Fernandez, but also your fucking legend, Eusebio. You know, so I just find it bizarre, and I find it bizarre how much influence he has. That you know they're they're pushing so strongly for this. You didn't touch it, you fucking cheating scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> so fuck off. Yeah. Score an actual fucking goal, and then you can claim with conscience that you did fucking touch it, because yeah. we all know you didn't. And. So the thing is, the thing I was wondering, like, did he feel like the wind, <laughs> you know, or yeah. something like that? So he's not actually touched the ball, but like, because he can feel the the kind of airflow, you know, it make maybe in his head he does feel like he's touched it, but I, I don't know. I just it just feels like cheating to me, and just cheating your way to the record. I, I agree with that because I think. Fernandez got the penalty and I thought, oh, Ronaldo had just been taken off. He's fuming. And you know what? You see it, but you sort of... I'm not... I don't follow it that much, but this Ronaldo v Messi fucking nonsense online, Mm. on Twitter especially, someone criticises Ronaldo. You've got a hundred to... If it's a proper big account, you've got a hundred to two hundred people, Messi's better. Same thing, you know, if someone criticises, you know, Ronaldo, you get all this Penaldo, they call it, because he's told, they all say he scored most of his goals by penalties, all this. And I'm like, someone's like, some guy put a tweet on, and how the fuck it come on my timeline? And straight away, I just blocked him, and I was like, I'm reporting you for spam your bell. And he was like, <laughs> he just put him in right dick I was. I was like, he just come up and went, uh, he's been subbed in two games running. 
that's why, because he respects the manager. Having a go at Ten Hag, I'm like, <laughs> you're fucking Bellin. You're absolute Bellin. I guarantee, because that penalty came and Fernandez scored it. He was fuming oh, on the bench. Fucking see them, wouldn't livid. he? <laughs> I would have gone past you, Sabio. Two goals there. I've been cheated off. Not like we've won two nil. He yeah. only thinks of himself. It's a great arrogance to have because he wouldn't be the player he is. But sometimes you've got to think of the fucking team. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just. And each one, I'm not bothered. It's all about the team, is it? Oh, is, is it for? There's plenty of game, times I've watched Ronaldo this last year at Old Trafford, and I, like I say I've got my season ticket back for the cup games. I've seen him so many times live, and when he doesn't score, Dave, you'd think that the person who scored fucking owes him money. He yeah, literally yeah. comes over with the shittest nonchalant oh well done there great I wish it was me he scores we get the whole shoe we get that stupid sleeping thing everything it's just look I can't he's a legend of a player and he's one of the greatest ever I can't be a complete turncoat because he is a great player and I'm so pleased to come back to United but fuck me he has shown more than ever how disillusioned or how naive we've all been as United fans letting him do that and the way he's gone out it's sort of just like well we were so silly everything you'd said Ben said other people have said about him it's true it's true I wasn't super enough to think that it wasn't like that but it's just it'll be their downfall again because with Ronaldo in Portugal and Neymar at Brazil both teams play better when they're not on the pitch mm. and that is going to be the reason they get knocked out of the World Cup I think because they just they cannot be carried in this day and age I'm sorry they can't. Brazil are a better team without Neymar they really are yeah, I tell you what. That, so Monday for me was the better game. Uh, oh, sorry, the better day with with better games. So, I mean, the Brazil Swiss game. I, I thought the Swiss did really well. You know, did didn't really give yes. uh, Brazil much of a look in, but Casemiro, fucking great finish. Although uh, they were saying, oh, it took a little deflection, but didn't change it. I think it did. <laughs> it took it right into the corner, but it was still a great strike. But that Vinicius Junior, I know you know he's at Madrid and everything, but I don't see them every week, and I'm so impressed by him. I, I think he looks a real player, you know, so quick down that left hand side. But yeah. you just feel like if Brazil do turn it on, and, and you always think that they're under a lot of pressure because everyone expects them to do it, don't they? Everyone expects them to be like the Harlem Globetrotters of football. So um, if they can get over that, I, I think you know, and they click, they're going to be really tough to beat. But favourite games from that day, Chris, were Cameroon and Serbia three all, oh, yeah, and then South Korea and Ghana. Great game. Two, three. I, and oh, what a great game. And just, I didn't know which way it was going to go. Loads of chances, end to end football. It's these kind of group games that make the World Cup for me. Yeah. And you know what, Dave? It's funny because you, I don't know whether you've done the same. Obviously, we're working and you're trying to sort of like, I'm working from home and putting someone on. Or I've basically a couple of the games, because it's on for like seven, eight hours. I know that's stopped now. It's come to the end of the group, they're on at the same time. So there's no advantage for anyone. However, when they've been on for so long, there's a couple of games where I've gone, oh, I just don't fancy that one. I can't I have I can't sit down and watch like another two hour game of football. Even though I want to, I'm like, Sam will go mad if there's no, you know, I've not made the tea or I've not done something. So I didn't watch the Serbia game and then one of the right, lads right. messaged me and went, What a game, what a turnaround. And I'm like, Oh, you are joking. And I couldn't get to watch the second half, however. 
Ghana v Korea was a cracking game. Ghana looked yeah. brilliant. And then it turned a little bit and then they got the winner. But it was two cracking games back to back there, definitely. Yeah. And like I say, it's, it's those surprise games, isn't it? And yeah, definitely. I mean, catch the highlights if you can. But I, I kind of wanted South Korea to get the equaliser. But of course, Chris, this sets up the final game, final group game of Uruguay versus Ghana. Yeah. You know, and they are still angry about that fucking Suarez handball. Like, like these cheated Ghana. And I'm kind of looking at it, I'm like, all right, he saved it on the line with his hands. He got punished for that. He got sent off. The guy had an opportunity to put the ball in the back of the net from 12 fucking yards out, and he missed. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I, I think it's going to be a proper grudge match. But I'm looking at it, I'm like, well, surely. 99% of professional footballers if they had that decision that split second decision do I save a goal a certain goal and I, I still don't quite know why he didn't head it but I don't think he had to handball it but am I going to handball it or am I going to let a goal in you know and potentially uh, we're out of the cup then Dave we'd all do it you'd yeah, all exactly. take one for the team look at Solskjaer that one for Newcastle where we were chasing him United years ago and he, he never got sent off or booked until that point and then he got fucking sent off for dropping Rob Lee because it was only him it was either him or he was going to score probably so he dropped him yeah. he did yeah, it yeah, he would, yeah. I'd do the same I'd, I'd have gone full on fucking uh, Gordon Banks if I could get to it I'd have done <laughs> yeah. a proper fucking save knowing you're going to get sent off why wouldn't you I just feel that. like it's it's a bizarre thing. It's like Suarez has, has robbed Garner of this fucking opportunity. And it's, it's, I just, I don't know, I just don't quite well, get it. Right, I'm going to be controversial here. You know when fucking, I know it, I've got a lot of like uh, Irish family and that, and he's probably people from Ireland. You know when Henri did that handball against Ireland? Yeah. I don't have a problem with it. Not because it's Ireland or anything like that, but at the end of the day... You're getting an advantage. It's down to the officials. The officials didn't yeah. see it. Henri is absolutely hated in Ireland, didn't he? he still, I oh, saw it. Didn't FIFA fucking compensate the Irish FA or yeah, something? Yes. <laughs> how many times have the U of England or Wales or Ireland or any yeah, team? Well, hand of God, Maradona. Ex- hand of God, exactly. United, Liverpool, we've all been on the wrong end of stuff, haven't we, as, as supporters? Doesn't matter whether it's in the final it's the last minute or it's the first game of the season and you you know we've all been in them situations as fans and it, I saw people saying that there's no Ireland at the obviously the World Cup but I saw people going yeah there's Henri on the telly couple of people follow her Irish like the past I'm like but it's not his fault <laughs> it's down to yeah. the officials who didn't in this day and age it wouldn't have been a goal but there's nothing yeah, we can yeah. do if my auntie had a fucking dick, she'd be my uncle, Dave. It's tough shit. That's fucking football at the end of the day. It is, but, I mean, it's not like we go on about the hand of God, is it? <laughs> no, every fucking time. <laughs> Unbelievable. Maradona would have sparked us anyway, don't he, Dave? You know what I mean? Oh, we do got goal. proper dicks, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, so... You know, they, to be fair, the likes of Lineker, who's on the pitch at the time, he, he does highlight, you know, that pitch was horrendous and so for yes. Maradona to score that other goal where he just whizzed around everyone uh, was ridiculous I still fucking blame Shilton for that mate me too like, Ma- Maradona's fucking five foot whatever Shilton did you even leave the ground when you tried to jump how are you fucking out jumped by Maradona you know what I mean 
Hey, Dave, still bugs me with Shilling in 1990 when he come off Paul Parker. And he's like, well, how far were you out of your fucking line on a free kick? That was about 25 yards out. But, and he but went he over him. But he wasn't that far off his line, was he? Ridiculous. He still went over him. And I tell you what, every fucking penalty, he, uh, he didn't get anywhere near in 1990. No. He went the right way for everyone and didn't get fucking near it. So <laughs> this, this whole Shilton fucking aura... I, I just don't buy it, mate. I, I think he just was a very average goalkeeper for me. Yeah, he was. He was a he was a good goalie in the league in a shit team. And when you've got a shit team that's getting goals, uh, shots fired at you all the time, it makes you look better than you were. And I thought he was dead static. Very, he was very, he was so um, like grounded, wanted to the mm. floor. He literally wouldn't. He, I didn't think he was that athletic, even being honest. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I'm with you. Never than, got it. Better than Chris Woods, I guess. But oh yeah, yeah. You know, Chris Woods got to appreciate the uh, Leo Sayer perm. But starts you not, Steve, if you don't mind. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, so the next day we've got uh, games in Group C and D. So Poland, Argentina, Saudi Arabia versus Mexico. I actually want to watch that. Um, Australia, Denmark, and Tunisia, France. So anything catch your eye out of the next lot of matches, Chris? No, I really want Argentina to get kicked out, Dave, but I don't think they will, <laughs> to be honest. I know they've won one and lost one, but it depends how the rest of the group goes, doesn't it? There's all if, buts, and maybes. It makes it interesting because you've got that. Because I was looking for the dual games and I didn't realise, like, ITV was on ITV4. I thought maybe BBC would have shown it at yeah, the same yeah, time. Weird, but, yeah, but it, it, the whole group is on one. So if you're watching one on ITV, go to ITV4 to see how the other game's going. I know the showing stops and BBC's the same. It's BBC3 is the other game. But yeah, it... it, it I didn't pick up on that because I was there yesterday. I must admit, Dave, I saw a, a TikTok and it was like, oh, great. I'm ready to watch the football today. 10 o'clock game. Hang on. Home's under the hammer. What's going on here? Loose <laughs> women at one o'clock. All of that's already finished now, Dave. We're going yeah, into the stage yeah. where we'll have like one game a day sort of thing. So, bastards. I, I was thinking about this, right? So, the reason they do these kind of they play all the final group games together so you know the other teams don't have an advantage so if you're kicking off second and you know what you have to do going into that game but I was thinking does it give you a massive advantage and is it not just the look of the draw because it's the same in the league isn't it yeah you know it, generally you know kind of what you need to do to get into the next round and you just you need to focus on the game and get into the next round I just feel like surely yes there's a bit of an advantage but it's the look of the draw and given that you know the amount of money that they make is obscene anyway so it probably shouldn't be trying to make them more money but surely you'd get more TV rights and stuff if you showed them at different times yeah yeah I agree. I agree with that. And it's been interesting, hasn't it? Because I, I didn't agree with the December World Cup, but I've actually quite enjoyed it, Dave, to be honest. <laughs> it's, it's just weird, isn't it? Like, thinking about your Christmas shopping and stuff and the World Cup's on. So, again, having the you know the back-to-back days of constant football, because it's not just the match, it's the fucking build-up, it's the breakdown after, and then you're into the, ne- the build-up for the next game. It's been good. It's been relentless, but, you know, been good fun. No, it's been good, mate. It's been good. So anything else before we go, Dave? No, I think that's it. We're just about on a half an hour, aren't we? And I I think that's a a good time to wrap up for today. 
It is indeed. So thank you for today. If you want to email us, guys, chat40podcast at gmail.com. And if also on social media, at chat40. So I hope you're enjoying this. Me and Dave and the gang have loved getting it you know, back together and throwing out regular podcasts. And uh, we're probably going to continue for the season at least. So uh, thank you, everyone, for supporting us. And we do appreciate it. See that the numbers are coming in, Dave, and we're still in that top 30 football podcast. So uh, what a way to make a comeback after nearly four years. But there you go. So We're catching your Sky Sports. (laughs) Yeah, Peter Crouch, everyone else. We are back, baby. So, no, thank you, mate. And uh, I'll see you next time. Bye now.